0: You are listening to Secrets to Scale. I'm your host, Tanner Scott, CEO of Ranks to Digital Marketing, and this podcast is all centered around hearing successful stories from successful people and uncovering their secrets to scaling their businesses. This week on the show, Nikhil, co-founder of Topic, joins me to talk about how businesses can scale with great content as well as a better process for creating content. This episode is full of some awesome advice, so stick around. Welcome to the show, Nikhil. I'm super excited to have you. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Hey, Tanner, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm Nikhil, I'm the co-founder of Topic. So Topic is a SEO content platform that helps you write high quality, comprehensive articles for search audience. And we do that by A, uh, making your entire content research process uh, easier, uh, which can help you create an outline quickly. And then B, once you have your draft uh, written by your writer, uh, you can quickly create that content within a platform just to make sure that you've covered everything
0: comprehensive. Sounds really amazing. So uh, let's go back to the very beginning. How did you get started in this business?
1: Yeah, so uh, we had a different business before this until 2018. So I met my co-founder in 2012. We, you know, we worked on this company called Tint, which is a social media aggregation company where we aggregate social media posts and help brands display them on their websites to have more engagement. So we grew that company purely through SEO and content. And once we exited the company, we were consulting with other companies to help them with SEO and content. And then we realized that 80% or 90% of the content library is just not getting any traffic. Only like 10 or 20% of them get gets any, like get some traffic. And this is a common pattern that we've seen with multiple companies. And we decided, uh, you know, we've analyzed the content and we figured out that, you know, the couple of things that they're not doing right, which we, you know, which kind of helped shape the product and that led us to Topic.
0: Awesome. So I'm sure it was not an easy road, though, right? What are some obstacles that you face while growing Topic?
1: Yeah, so with Topic, uh, one of the things um, for every entrepreneur, um, everyone can probably relate to it. Uh, we launched a different product before Topic called Apparatus. Which was an SEO A B testing platform. We ran that for almost um, you know, like six months to a year. Uh, we've gone to clients, potential customers, pitched the product, only to come back disappointed. A lot of barriers. So, you know, we went sure if you want to still pursue the idea or if you want to continue, you know, pivot to a new idea. And this is a common pattern that I've seen with my previous company, too, uh, Tint. The first six to 12 months, there's always a lull period where nothing happens. And maybe your idea isn't the right idea, uh, but you have to kind of be patient and stick through it and keep learning. Keep learning from your experiences and you know, talk to people and keep learning. So that is ch- really challenging because uh, we've grown our company, we've seen the highs and coming out of a high and then going through this log period again is challenging to kind of adjust to.
0: So what would you attribute your success to? And this would really apply to any company that you've been part of as a starting
1: yeah, this um, I always believe that it's a part. Luck plays a, a some part in some people's success. Uh, so at, at top at in 2012, I had no intention to start a company, but the opportunity opportunity just came by, and I you know I jumped on it. So uh, sometimes you know these opportunities keep springing up, and you have to watch out for these uh, you know signals and kind of jump on that with conviction. And then I think the other thing is having a good uh, co founding team. So I have great co-founders with my previous company and my current co-founder is amazing. Uh, so he, uh, he his he's definitely uh, played a big part in uh, growing both the companies, uh, previously and now. So I think it's, uh, it's luck, it's good team. And then being very, um, uh, agile, like don't wait to pivot. Uh, don't wait to fail, like give it some time, give it a fair shot, but be agile, be open to new ideas. Don't be married to one idea.
0: Yeah, I think that's some really solid advice. So you said that you grew ten with SEO and content marketing. Do you guys take the same approach to marketing and sales with Topic?
1: Uh, partly, yes and no. So me and my co-founder were uh, engineers, or still engineers, uh, and product engineers and product peoples. Sales is a whole new skill that we haven't picked up uh, in our past company because luckily our CEO was the business guy who was doing a lot of sales calls. But when we were doing this company, just us two at this time, uh, we had to kind of step up and be get uncomfortable with uh, jumping on sales calls. So I still, you know, I still remember days where I was extremely nervous uh, being on a sales call, and it still happens even now and then. But I think practicing uh, practicing that skill helps you get better. So sales is a new skill that we picked up. Uh, SEO marketing is something that we have picked up in our previous company, which we're leveraging and doubling down right now with Topic.
0: Awesome. So yeah, I mean, I think that it really comes down to practicing, like you said. Uh, Personally, when I started my business, I didn't think that I really had a sales bone in my entire body. And to this day, like you mentioned, I still get nervous for a sales call or if it's a presentation or something. But, you know, if you take a look back at where you started versus where you are now, I mean, I'm amazed at how far I've come. And that's just, proof in the pudding right that practice makes perfect right
1: mm-hmm. for sure i think initially when we got started image mean, sales was we always thought sales uh you know the, like people need to wear suits they need to take their clients out for dinner and then close deals or the dinner dinner uh like i think that's a wrong uh, misconception that a lot of entrepreneurs have you don't have to go through that process in these days you can jump on a quick zoom call be authentic don't be nervous like even if you're nervous it's okay Uh, they everyone understands and yeah you need them and you're gonna get better as you practice
0: yeah I couldn't agree more so something that I really love about the internet is literally anyone can put up a website and start an internet business but I think it seems easier than it really is right Uh, but what advice would you have to someone starting at the very bottom and how would they get their first group of users?
1: That's a, that's a good question. Uh, first thing is pick a pick an industry or vertical or a problem that you're personally passionate about. And uh, once you pick that, I think what we've done, and uh, this is something that I've uh, taken from Jason Cohen of uh, WP Engine, he's a CTO and co-founder. When he started with WP Engine, he emailed a bunch of users, initial potential customers saying, hey, I'm looking for, I'm building this product. I want to learn a little bit more about your pain points. Okay, Would you be open to hop on a call? I'm happy to compensate you for your time. And this is something that we have done as well with Topic. We have uh, in our previous product, uh, Apparatus Before Topic, we've emailed a bunch of early users or potential users, uh, added, uh, you know, asking them for feedback and highly personalized emails and asking them for feedback. And um, you get really good conversion rates with those as long as you're being authentic and not being too salesy.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important when it comes to sales in general, right, is being authentic. No one likes being sold to. And it really is about solving a problem and you get the nail right on the head. You really need to understand your target customer and what they care about and what their needs actually are. So I think that's very good advice.
1: Yeah, the other one that I've also found work uh, with other companies uh, that I've been advising is uh, you know, going to these Slack communities where a lot of people hang out uh, really good communities and then just being authentic and saying hey I'm building this product would anyone be interested in helping me understand this uh, pain just help me understand your pain points a little better and uh, I think those also get those can also help you get those initial set of customers
0: yeah and yeah networking is a big role and I think when it comes to networking it's all about giving more than you take right and if you can offer others value and you try to help them, then they're gonna be, of course, inclined to help you too. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong when it comes to networking and building community in general. I mean, they'll just they're just trying to take the entire time and everyone sees right through it every single time.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And networking is also like we've done that, we've gone to events. It's still we're not salespeople. It's very hard to I mean, we're not not saying sales, but we're not we are introverts. So it's very hard to put ourselves out there and uh really you know but i mean what worked is being authentic it's okay if you're shy it's okay if you're an one. as long as you're authentic you would find uh, people who, who would want to help
0: you yeah exactly just be yourself so what what tactics do you think are the most uh, effective in promoting content that will ultimately generate traffic for a website and uh, Another thing I'm curious about is: Would you recommend running paid ads to generate that traffic?
1: A great question. Yeah, content promotion is where the magic happens. Content writing is good as long as you're writing high-quality content. It's great, but then you need to set up a system with your within your company to keep the promotion going on. So, a quick technique to see if your content's getting any traction or conversions to put them up on a you know using paid ads or Facebook ads. Uh, so if you're writing a guide on how to write best SEO content, uh, you can just quit, create a paid ad and then target some uh, personas that on LinkedIn or Facebook uh, who would be interested in reading it. Uh, same thing for Google Ads. Google Ads has, has these high uh, low high brand awareness keywords, where which gets a ton of search volume. So you could also put up your guide on those uh, keywords and see if you're getting any conversions. And that would give you like a feel of, Obviously, paid ads wouldn't give you the full picture because people know that you're paying for it. It's not authentic, but that would still at least give you some sense of data on what might work, what might might not work that you could kind of carry forward uh, when you're building a content strategy. In terms of non-paid ads promotion, you should also try reaching out to guest bloggers or guest publications or uh, other influencers in the industry who've written about Similar tools like yours, or or you know articles like what you're trying to talk about, and ask them you know if they would uh, you know want to try it out, uh, read your article, and give feedback, and you know hopefully they can uh, feature you in their articles too in the future, which will help you build your authority for search. So these are two strategies that uh, we are not completely uh, completely being completely honest. We don't do both, but we are doing um, doing one of them. Um, on a a regular basis.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it comes down to finding the strategy that's going to be the best fit for your business, right? And the best fit for your budget and all the resources that you have, right?
1: Exactly. And the time constraints, time is our biggest, uh, uh, yeah, I think time is where we need to be. uh, Yeah, so, you know, we, we all have time constraints, so picking the right strategy, but you should definitely focus in on promoting the articles.
0: Yeah, and, you know, content promotion is where most people... Drop the ball, right? Uh, too many people have this. If we build it, they will come mentality. But in reality, and you touched on this earlier, 90% of content on the internet gets zero traffic from Google. And that's just insane to me. Um, so, what does that mean for content strategy? Uh, why is it so difficult to rank well on Google?
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, to give you an example, like think about, let's say we start a pizza store where there's like nine other pizza stores in the street and you're the 10th pizza store and there's only one way access to all the pizza stores. So obviously most of the traffic is gonna go to the first, second, third store. You're not gonna get any traffic. So because of the way it's, you know, way, the way it's uh, the direction of the, the street, same thing for Google, most of the traffic is gonna go for one, two, three. The rest of them is not gonna get any traffic. So, and it's highly competitive. Uh, content is not a green field as it used to be before for the most popular uh, industries. So it's highly competitive, so that's one of the reasons why 90% of the uh, content doesn't get any traffic. The second reason is uh, you're not writing high-quality content. No, you're not. If you're using like a a quick a freelancer to just spin up like articles just for the sake of spinning up, then you're not adding any new value, and Google knows it. Google has so much data that they're analyzing every day. Google knows the quality of your article, and you need to fix that first before you jump into you know any sort of promotion. Is to focus in on getting the quality right.
0: Yeah, and content's king, right? Everyone should know that. Um, it's
1: good content's
0: queen. king. Yeah, good content is king. I mean, you can have the best SEO strategy in the world, but if your content sucks, you're never going to get any traffic from it. I mean, if you do, it'll be temporary for sure, right? Exactly. So, when it comes to creating content, how does Topic make that easier?
1: Yeah, so topic, as I mentioned um, in my my intro, uh, we basically focus on the research part of content creation because research is the most crucial stage where you're evaluating your competition to see how can you be different? What should be your angle? So we help you with all that data that's required to make make that informed decision for you. So by using a research component of a product, which is partly driven by AI, you can craft your outline, figure out your angle, and we're cutting down the time that you're spending doing research manually to like, uh, like a couple minutes so that now you have this extra time where you can figure out how do you stand out, how do you truly be different? And then once you do the research and come up with the outline, uh, you can write hand it off to your writer and then once the writer comes back, we give you a quality score. We grade your content. We make sure that you're covering all the topics within a given topic. So for example, if you're talking about how to buy a house, You need to talk about staging, sorry, finding an agent. You need to talk about getting a pre-approval. If you don't talk about these sub-concepts, Google's not going to, Google's not going to, your audience definitely is not going to trust your content, but Google definitely is going to not give you high quality score. So so we do all that uh, analysis. We give you a quality score, which would give you the confidence to go and publish. So that's how we make the process easier and uh, efficient for
0: content teams. Yeah. And I agree with you. Research is definitely the most important part of creating content. Um, Let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into that. Does topic actually help with keyword research and uncovering what people are actually searching for?
1: Uh, So topic, uh, it's more, we come in after you do your keyword research using Ahrefs or SEMrush uh, where you have the keyword data, but uh, we do have keyword lightweight content ideation tools uh, where you can find the popular questions people are looking for or popular keywords, but um, it's not as exhaustive as Ahrefs or Semrush. So people usually come to Topic once they have the keywords or ideas, and then they create outlines uh, and get them graded using Topic.
0: Cool. Well, it sounds like an amazing platform. Nikhil, what would you say are your secrets to scale?
1: That's a good question. So I think Secrets to scale: uh, Finding a good co-founder, a good—it's uh, really important. Someone that you trust, someone's efficient. So that's definitely one of the things that you should look out for. Second is, uh, you know, pick an industry that has a lot of tailwinds. Uh, don't pick it. Don't try to be. I mean, it's okay. Silicon Valley subscribes to the philosophy of Z being zero to one, being disruptors, but that's not the only path. There's a, a middle path where you could also. Look at the, you know, analyze all the industries, all the verticals, see where there's a lot of tailwind and see if there are incumbents in the space. And it's okay to be number two, number three, because you can use some of the, you can learn from their mistakes and do it better. So I think that's one of the strategies that I've seen. I've, we haven't intentionally done that for the last two companies, but I think that's something that we would uh, uh, do or implement if you're starting out a new company.
0: Yeah, that's some awesome advice. Well, I want to thank you for your time, Nikhil. What's a great way for anyone listening to get in contact with you?
1: You can go to usetopic.com and uh, there's a chat button and you can uh, message us and we'll get back to you pretty quickly. I'm on LinkedIn. You can use my name, Mikhail Aitiraju. It should be on the show notes, I'm assuming. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you need any ad hoc startup advice. Always happy to help other entrepreneurs.
0: Sounds great, man. We'll definitely link that up in the show notes and thank you again. Thanks, Tanner. Thank you for listening to this episode of Secrets of Scale. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more episodes like it, go ahead and click on that subscribe button. Music for this podcast was written and produced by Tracy Clossy.